coach, teacher, podcaster, online business owner, and above all, I am constantly dreaming up ways to reimagine education. I provide teachers with tips, tricks, and strategies to transform their classrooms into learning hubs that are filled with creativity, innovation, and discovery. I hope to empower all teachers, no matter what subject they teach, to experiment with innovative learning models and lead their classrooms with 21st century skills. So let's learn and grow together as 21st century educators. This is the EdTech Classroom Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the EdTech Classroom Podcast. If you're listening to this episode when it was released, there's probably a pretty good chance that you're a teacher on spring break. So if that's true, congrats. I know we've all worked so hard this school year, and I hope that you're enjoying a much-deserved break. Now, if you're like me and you're still holding on for a few more days, you've got this. It's not my school spring break yet, but I'm really looking forward to that downtime coming soon. Now, speaking of downtime, I've been on an audiobook kick lately. I just downloaded Audible, and I'm really liking it. I just finished The Sanatorium by Sarah Pierce. It was a Reese's Book Club pick that came highly recommended by a couple of friends. It's a thriller and a murder mystery that takes place at a medical facility in the Swiss Alps that was then transformed into a luxury five-star resort. But I'm specifically bringing this up because I'm looking for book and TV recommendations for spring break. There's so many streaming platforms out there. There's so many shows to keep track of. There's even more books. So if you have a show or an audiobook that you think I need to check out, please let me know. I would love to hear from you and get some fun content lined up for my spring break. Now, as much as I'd love to stay and chat about TV and books, you guys know I'm really here to talk about some EdTech ideas. So in today's episode, I'm sharing nine different ways you can use Google Forms in your classroom. Now, I tried to keep these ideas applicable to as many grade levels as possible and for as many subject areas as well. So I've divided these ideas into three main categories. So first, we have surveys. Second, we have assessment. And then lastly, we have reflection. I'm also giving away some free templates for some of these ideas, so be sure to check out the link in the episode description to grab these free Google Form templates. I think you guys are really gonna like them. But before we dive in, let's talk about our EdTech Tool of the Week. EdTech Tool of the Week. Book Creator is a tool that I've loved using with students for a couple of years now. Book Creator is a simple, easy to use app and tool for making eBooks. With Book Creator, students can combine images, text, audio, and video to create interactive stories, digital portfolios, research journals, poetry books, science reports, comic books, and so much more. Book Creator is a great tool for encouraging students to practice their creativity. Students will create an actual ebook in which they can showcase their learning and share their knowledge with others. Students can even collaborate with other students in the class, as well as publish their work digitally. Book Creator works well with most grade levels and subject areas, so check it out and let me know what you guys think. 
So like I said, the way that I've organized this episode is into three different categories. So first we have surveys. And within each of these categories, I'm gonna be sharing three different ideas. So first, for surveys, my first idea is to use Google Forms for sign-up sheets. If you need students or families to sign up for something, maybe a one-on-one meeting, maybe to bring supplies to school, maybe to volunteer for an event, different things like that, Google Forms is the perfect tool to be using. With Google Forms, you can track and organize all of the data in one place. You can also even use an add-on like Choice Eliminator and Booking Calendar to eliminate chosen time slots or items and also to sync with your calendar respectively. So those are two really great add-ons that you guys might wanna check out if you're looking to use Google Forms for sign-up sheets. Number two, we have parent and family surveys. So at the start of the school year, teachers tend to send out surveys and letters to families also to students, depending on what you know grade level you might be teaching. And Google Forms is a great tool to help you save paper and our most precious asset, which is our time. So instead of sending home a paper survey, you can have families fill out responses on a Google Form directly. Now you can still ask them the same questions, you know, asking them about their child's strengths and stretches in school, their child's interests, allergies, etc. But instead of having to track all of this data on multiple sheets of paper, you're now gonna have all of the responses organized digitally. So it'll make it easy for you as the teacher to view both individual responses as well as whole class responses. Next, we have getting to know you surveys. So consider getting to know more about students in your class by using Google Forms. With this idea, you can create a getting to know you survey that you share with students during class. Now this doesn't necessarily have to be something that's perfect for the start of the school year. I mean, it works for the start of the school year. It's probably best for the start of the school year, but this is definitely something that you can do throughout the school year. So I've created this fun this or that survey. You guys know I really like this or that, that asks different questions like tacos or pizza, winter or summer, also has some would you rather questions on there like would you rather know every language or know how to speak to animals and even would you rather have hiccups for the rest of your life or would you rather always feel like you have to sneeze but you can't so some of these questions are basic some of them are silly but they're fun icebreaker questions that you can ask students using google forms Another way you can even take this to the next level in class would be to actually project the graphs of the class responses on the board. So to do this, you'll just wanna click on the responses tab and then you'll see graphed results for all of the different questions. So you can share the whole class responses and data on the board so that students can see, you know, what percentage of the class prefers to stay up late versus wake up early, for example. So now onto our next category, which is assessment. Now, depending on your familiarity with Google Forms, this might be a more obvious example, but I still think it's a really good one. So idea number four is to create self-grading quizzes and assessments. So on Google Forms, you can create self-grading quizzes. That's right, quizzes that will auto-grade for you. So if your quiz consists of closed-ended questions, you can use the quiz feature of Google Forms to auto-grade for you. So for example, Google Forms is the way to go for multiple choice quizzes. All you need to do is create your quiz, 
type in your questions and your answer choices. Then what you're going to do is you're going to click on the settings gear. You're going to then select the quizzes tab and then turn on the button that says make this a quiz. There's going to be a few more additional options that you can go through. You're also going to need to go through each question and create the answer key by selecting the correct answers. But once you have everything set up, you can share the form with students and the quiz is going to be graded for you. It's that simple and it's an awesome, awesome feature within Google Forms. Number five, we have something related to formative assessment using Google Forms for exit tickets. Exit tickets help teachers gauge how students are understanding the material. Google Forms is a quick and easy tool to share exit ticket questions with students directly. So in the example that I've created, we have a very simple three, two, one exit ticket form. Students just need to respond to the three questions and then submit their response. So all three questions are long answer text, though of course students can choose to write less but they're all long answer text questions. So the first one is three things you learned today. The next is two things you wanna learn more about. And then the last question is one question you still have. So you can use this same form that I've created, or you, know, you can use it over and over again, or you can make a copy of it for a different day. You can also track to see both individual and whole class responses in the responses tab to learn how you can shift your teaching to better meet the needs of students. So that's one reason why I really like to use exit tickets uh, via Google Forms. Next, we have quick polls. One question, quick polls are a go-to when it comes to getting immediate feedback from students mid-class. So as the teacher, you can ask a student a question like, do you agree with the author's perspective? Or how are you feeling right now? Then after students respond to that single question form, you can display a graph of student responses on the board if the questions are closed ended by clicking on the responses tab. So this is a fun mid-class activity that sort of serves like a temperature check or a way to make sure that students are understanding material real time. Now for our last category, we have reflection. So number seven, check-in forms. You can check in with students daily using Google Forms. It's a simple and easy way to hear from students one-on-one -on -one in a digital medium. So you can ask students a multiple choice question like, how are you feeling today? With answer choices like happy, excited, sad, angry, worried, silly, etc. You can also include a long text response for students to be able to share specific details or ways that you as the teacher can better support their needs. Now, number eight, we have reflection prompts. So you can also ask students some more open-ended long answer text questions, asking them to reflect on their learning or their emotions. So for example, reflection prompts can be anything from, you know, share a rosebud and thorn of your week, to something like, you know, what are some of your strengths and stretches in math class this year, for example. So reflection prompts are also a great way to dig a little bit deeper with students using Google Forms. For our ninth and final idea here, we have self-evaluation. Google Forms supports self-evaluation too. So as the teacher, you can create a form with linear scale questions that models, you know, a rubric or a self-evaluation form that you might be giving out to your class. 
And on this form, you can ask students to evaluate specific aspects of their work on a number scale. So if you want to go into even more depth than just this linear scale, you can even choose the multiple choice grid question choice to model your assignment rubric. So students can then go through and evaluate their work just by selecting their res different responses. So there you have it, my nine ideas for how you can use Google Forms with your students. What other ways have you used Google Forms in your classroom? How else do you guys think it can support learning? Let me know and be sure to check out the website in the episode description for templates for several of these activities so that you can try them out with your students tomorrow. Before we close out today's episode, it's time for our learning of the week. Learning of the week. Our learning of the week is actually related to next week's episode. I'm so, so, so excited for you guys to hear it. I had the chance to interview a very experienced educator and innovator who I believe has such a clear and innovative vision for a future of higher education that's student-centered. So if all of you guys remember, a few weeks ago, I shared a learning of the week about this small and definitely not fully formed by any means idea that I had about how higher education can become more like preschools. Now, my conversation, which you guys are going to hear next week, left me thinking even more about this idea and about how I, as a teacher, can you know bring the real world, this real world learning, into the elementary school classroom even more. If you guys have been listening for a while now, you know authentic real world learning is something that's very important to me. It's so important for me to figure out ways that I can teach authentically in age appropriate ways specifically. You know, there's so much learning that happens in the elementary school classroom from, you know, block building, resembling cities to hands-on science experiments that model, you know, real world occurrences. And I'm just wondering how I can further connect my teaching to our neighborhood. You know, schools exist inside of a neighborhood, a part of a system. And I want to be able to improve my practice to bring more of that systems thinking into the classroom. I think that that's something that that conversation that you'll listen to next week, something that just I keep thinking about and I keep coming back to. So that's my learning of the week. Be on the lookout for next week's episode. You won't want to miss it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the EdTech Classroom podcast. I hope you enjoyed these nine different ways that you can use Google Forms with your students, and I'll see you back here soon. Bye, friends. Thank you.